Hello you guys, it's Katie, and welcome back to another episode of Crime and Crochet. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing the case of Ira Einhorn, who was also known as the Unicorn. Ira Einhorn became known as the Unicorn just because his last name translated to Unicorn in German. So that's really the only connection. It really has nothing to do with his crime, actually. So kind of interesting. But yeah, his last name just translates to unicorn in German, apparently. (laughs) Ira Einhorn was born on May 15th of 1940 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he grew up in a middle-class Jewish family. So he kind of seemed pretty normal from that aspect, I guess. Ira was also very well educated. He went to the University of Pennsylvania where he received an undergraduate degree in English in 1961, and he returned to school for some other graduate work in 1963. And later on, he also became a part of some different groups, such as anti-establishment and anti-war movements in the 1960s and the 1970s. And he was even a speaker at the first Earth Day event, in Philadelphia in 1970, and later he claimed that he had been an instrumental part in creating and launching the event, but other event organizers said that that was not the case. So I think he was just trying to give himself a little too much credit in that situation, but it does kind of seem like he's pretty normal just looking at all of this stuff. Ira was actually in a relationship with a woman by the name of Holly Maddox for five years, and the two of them had broken up in 1977. So on September 9th of 1977, she returned to the apartment that they had lived in to collect her belongings, and that is when she had never been seen again. He claimed that she had gone to a neighborhood store to buy some tofu and sprouts and never returned. Now, this alibi came into question after his neighbors began to smell a very foul odor coming from his apartment, which of course aroused the suspicion of authorities. And 18 months later, on March 28th of 1979, Her body was found decomposing in a trunk that was stored inside Ira's closet. So, of course, this is a very shocking discovery. Once the police find her body, it's reported that a police officer said to Ira, it looks like we found Holly, to which he reportedly replied, you found what you found? which that sentence doesn't make very much sense, but apparently that's what he said. And, of course, he was arrested at that point, and his lawyer was able to negotiate bail to be $40,000, and he was released from custody after posting a bond of $4,000, or 10% of the original bail, which it's insane that you can have a woman's body in a trunk in your closet for 18 months and just get out on bail 
Like, what? That makes no sense to me. But anyways, that is what happened. Just days before Ira's trial that was supposed to happen in 1981, he actually skipped bail and fled to Europe. He lived there for the next 17 years where he married a Swedish woman named Alika. The state of Pennsylvania did convict Ira just in absentee of Holly's murder in 1996 and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So Basically, they just had to extradite him from wherever he was, which it did take quite a while to find him and actually get him back to America to serve his life sentence. In 1997, he was arrested in France, where he had been living under the name Eugene Malton, and the extradition process actually proved to be very complicated between France and the United States because either country, Ira's lawyer was able to argue that if he came back to the United States, he would face the death penalty even though he was not sentenced to the death penalty. And since France had abolished the death penalty, they did not want to extradite him to a country where he would be facing the death penalty. So there was all kinds of workarounds that his lawyer was trying to do and it just made the process even longer of getting him to America. But he did finally get to America. Finally, on July 20th of 2001, he was extradited to the United States where they had to have another trial and he was convicted again of life in prison without the possibility of parole, and he served his life sentence in the Pennsylvania State Correctional Institution until his death in 2020. He did pass away on April 3rd of 2020 at the age of 79. So, that's pretty much it. Kind of a straightforward case as far as his crime and obviously there really wasn't ever any other suspects but definitely not straightforward as far as how he was able to get away and escape the inevitable of his life in prison sentence for so many years. Like that is crazy that he was even able to get out on bond but also that just because of two countries disagreeing on a punishment, he got to stay out in France for another couple of years is just crazy. But anyway, that is all for this case this week. So now it's time to move on to the crochet pattern for this week. This week's crochet pattern is by Miss B's Crochet. And the pattern is her rose beanie pattern, and it was written in honor of Betty White and released on what would have been her 100th birthday this year. And you can find this pattern on her Etsy and Ravelry shops. It is considered an advanced beginner level pattern, and the pattern includes a matching cup koozie pattern. 
So if you guys are interested in seeing this pattern, you can always check out my Instagram, which is at crime and crochet, where you can see pictures from this case as well as pictures of the crochet pattern. And you can get links to the pattern, all of that as well. Or you can also check out her Instagram, which is Miss M R S B's. So B S and crochet. And that is it for this week's episode. So again, if you want to check out all the stuff I mentioned in this episode, just at Crime and Crochet. And the pattern is the Rose Beanie pattern. Also, you guys, I just wanted to mention I have a newly made TikTok account for this podcast. It is at Crime and Crochet Podcast on TikTok. I currently have not posted anything on there but I will be posting on there soon. If you guys want to kind of get a little bit more details on some of the cases and maybe even some of the cases that are close to me, I thought about maybe traveling to the location where these cases happened and um, that will all be documented over on TikTok if you're interested in that. Again, that is at Crime and Crochet Podcast on TikTok. So again, before I wrap up this episode, I just wanted to remind you guys that you can check out today's crochet pattern as well as my sources, pictures of the people involved in this case, and much, much more over on my Instagram at crime and crochet as all one word, as well as if you want to help me out, the best way you can help me is leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening on if you are enjoying the podcast. With that, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope you will join me here next Saturday for the next episode of Crime and Crochet and make sure y'all are staying safe out there so you don't end up being one of these victims we talk about every week. Goodbye y'all!